I went to a gig recently. Who did you listen to? It's my my friend's band, uh, George Gallon the Aftermath. But it was really weird going to a gig again. Like, what genre would you say they are? Are they just like a rock pop punk band? But I'm more along the like indie side, or is it literally like a pop rock, uh, punk rock, or whatever? Uh, a bit like a mixture of both. But it was just really weird going into a live music venue again after what like the year with like covid because half the people there were wearing masks and then the other half weren't and i was, I was like to be, to be fair i'm quite surprised you mentioned that half were wearing masks that's still pretty good like i, I was like should i wear a mask should i wouldn't shouldn't <laughs> i i was with my mate george and none of us were wearing masks so i was like well i i guess i'm not going to i did do a test before I went, so I knew it was completely negative anyway, and I was having my second jab the, the day after, so, but, but it was really weird going into a, a live music venue again. It was great seeing live music again, but after having a, over a year not being in one, it was so weird. Actually, yeah, that's an interesting, that's an interesting thought, like, Chris, you've not, when was the last time you went to live music? Oh, before a lockdown. Uh, I was, I mean, I was just going to literally, if you never mentioned that, Dan, I was literally going to say, like, if, if you was to, like, what band would you say would be that post-lockdown band you would love to listen to? To be honest, um, I, seeing my my friend's band, George Gadd in the Aftermath, was kind of perfect. I, the next day I sent him this uh, voice message and it kind of encapsulates what, my headspace that day and how I've been recently. And it was it was really good. And I was really thankful that was the last, that was the first gig I had uh, well, since COVID. Well, I say since COVID, but the last gig I had before COVID was actually him as well, funny enough. So I kind of, <laughs> I ended the the last gig before COVID and lockdown was the first gig, I get not after COVID, but you know what I mean? Mm. It was great. That sounds really nice. Yeah, he's playing Leicester uh, next month, so I'm hopefully I'll get people down for it. For myself, I probably I probably just would have gone for Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as soon as like lockdown's over, like right, let's go big. That was our that was the last gig I went with you. Yeah, and and I I I just want to point this out as well. Rest in peace. Mm. You know, fantastic drummer. It's it was a shame for someone that like forty six to leave, but yeah, he, like his drumming skills will never be forgotten. Yeah, definitely. And also, rest in peace, Dusty Hills from ZZ Top. Yeah, yeah. I never really listened to ZZ Top. Oh, you I think out. I might have. I think I might have like stumbled across it on Guitar Hero, yeah. but not I, not yeah, really not gave my... it a listen. The... They're not my favourite band, but uh, when they're on, I don't turn them off. Yeah, you should check out Eliminate. Is it Eliminator by by them? That album's fantastic. That's like the the big album by them. No, because when I saw it announced, I was like, you know what? I've never actually listened to ZZ Top, and everyone's like saying, "Oh, it's a shame he's gone." But I've definitely been meaning to give ZZ Top a listen. Oh, you should. I bet you've heard songs you've just yeah. not realised. I I probably have. You know what? Now that you mentioned it, let's. Shark dress, I'm, man. I'm, I'm literally gonna. Legrand. 
Um, tush. Yeah. Uh, Which? Legs. I'm pretty certain ZZ Top had a song on Guitar Hero. Yeah, yeah. It's Legrand and I think Sharp Dressed Man. Or... You know what? I can't remember any of those songs. You'd hear them and you'd be like, oh, it's this. The Legrand's got the really cool guitar in it. Wow. I might have played Legrand, actually. Legrand, actually. I think that's on Guitar Hero 3. I must have. Yeah, I must have done. You'll have heard it. Yeah, the, the one little one little fun thing about uh, ZZ Top is uh, you got the two guys with big beards, and then the one guy without a beard, his surname is Beard. <laughs> They're in Back to the Future Three. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've not seen Back to the Future. I'm so deprived <laughs> when it comes to films. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. guys welcome to victory achieve podcast i'm your host dan and i'm with brandon and chris like always hello 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 so guys i've binged all of castlevania this week i was meaning to binge castlevania but then i got sidetracked no but i have seen up to the end of season three okay and where you and i got ran to watching series four as well, and it was glorious. Yeah, um, I I I feel a bit weird with season four. I'll be honest, but I did really enjoy the whole of Castlevania. I, I've I've spoken about this to one of my mates because he he was massively into Castlevania, and I kept coming to him every every day this week. I'm like, I'm at this point on Castlevania. He's like, good. I'm at this point on Castlevania. He's like, oh, good. But. Uh, Season four, I loved the first half. Second half, I wasn't as sold on. I'll be honest, but I still really enjoyed it, and I'm happy to rewatch it again. Oh, I thought it wrapped up rather well. I wasn't a big fan of the death stuff and the infinite corridor. Mm, see what you mean. It's uh, personal. It, it ties ties into the games quite well. Yeah, because I've not played the games, that probably feels a bit weird. If maybe if I played. Honest- Honestly, the characters are just based on like the Castlevania three, because mm. uh, every Castlevania game it's like a different descent of Belmont's. Yeah. Well, because Trevor Belmont is obviously the, the father of Simon Belmont, who's in Smash Bros. And then isn't Richter Belmont the son of Simon, who's also in Smash Bros. I've got that right. I think so. My law is not. I know Simon right. is definitely Trevor's son. I know that for a fact, but I'm not sure about yeah, Richter. So, so Ca- Castlevania 3 is Trevor Belmont, and then Simon Belmont you play as in Castlevania 1 and 2. Just to uh, not get confused. Yeah, because the second one is Simon's Quest. Mm. But I, I, as I, said, I really enjoyed Castlevania. Oh yeah, it's such a good series. I recommend it to anyone. Well... I can't believe it's taken me this long to actually, you know, give it some attention. I don't know what it was about it, but I just didn't... I think I got confused with Castlevania to another game series, which is the ones with the four different coloured knights. If you know what I'm on about. 
Castle Crashers? Yeah, I think I got confused between oh. Castlevania and Castle Crashers. Oh, that's very different. I, I, oh. I, I don't know how I got confused, but I was just like, oh, Castlevania is just going to be about these four different colored knights. And then I was, then I watched it. I was like, hang on a minute. This is about vampires. <laughs> it's about Dracula. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's slightly, slightly confusing. <laughs> and then also, Chris, after, after you mentioned it as well, I looked on the PlayStation Store to look at the Castlevania games, and I looked on the Castlevania archive, and I was just like, these games are stemming back from, like, the 80s. Yep. Yeah. I can't believe that. Like, there's, like, Game Boy Color games, there's, like, Super Nintendo, I'm just like, jeez. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in the Game Boy one, you play as Christopher Belmont. I have got no idea where he fits into the time. No. I've never <laughs> played... share my name next. I've never played any of them, so I'm probably going to try and have a look at trying to play them at some point. Yeah, they're 15 quid on the PS Store for a big collection of them, like all of the like pre-2000s. Well, yeah, a... So, what, what I'd say when it comes to the Castlevania games, if you want the like original sort of feel to it, like the proper platforming ones, then go for Super Castlevania 4. If you want what they uh, turn into like the Metroidvania type games, then give Symphony of the Night a go. I think I'm. I think that will be me because I, I love my Metroid. So I think like Symphony of the Night is probably up there as something I might need to check out. Oh, definitely. If you've not played it, it's fantastic. Yeah, and you play as Alucard in that one as well, don't you? You do, yeah. Yeah. So again, that that's one of the other games I do pick up and play every now and again, like mm. a couple of years. Of it. <clears throat> so good. But like what. I, I, with the series, I really enjoyed rewatching season one again. To be fair, because I remember watching it when it came out, so it was, it was nice to rewatch that. And like from like start to finish, the animation is just fantastic, and the fight scenes are great as well. And like, there's some really good character arcs that are built o- up over the course of the series. I think my favorite part of the series, uh, actually, I've got two. One is like just the first episode, the setting up Dracula. Oh, it's so he's good. He's so intimidating. He's so yeah. Good. But uh, my second favorite part of the entire series is, I believe it's the finale of um, the second series where they're fighting in the castle corridor. Yep, that was my and favorite what, bit. What's so good in that is it's got uh, a song from the game, Very Bloody Tears, and it's got like a sort of rocket remix. And he just goes with it so well. I was like, "Ah, oh, this is brilliant." <laughs> I, I really liked the end of season two. I I loved that bit where they were all going to fight Dracula. I thought that was so good. Yeah, I know we've mentioned soundtracks a couple of times on this podcast, but the soundtrack to Castlevania is mind blowing. Mm. It's got such a large repertoire. I know a lot of people give it some like discredit for the fact that it's a western anime like it doesn't follow like traditional japanese animation but they've completely smashed it like they've done it is so good yeah how nice is it to have something based on a game that's not shit <laughs> i know that's a very rare thing because i've seen so many anime which are based on games and it, it, it you can tell it feels like a game and it feels like you know there's not a lot in it whereas castlevania i could watch it and not no, it's based on a game. Mm. Like it feels very like it's much like its own story. Yeah. No, I, I. Yeah. I I thought it was so good, and as you say, like this other things, like even like the Mortal Kombat film, it was to a point kind of there, but it just still wasn't there, and a whole other 
video game media, TV shows, anime, films, they just haven't all been there, but Castlevania definitely hits the nail on the coffin, I think. Yeah, throughout the entire series, I was waiting for like one twist to happen, and it just didn't. So mm. uh, in the games, there's a character called Shaft, um, who like resurrects Dracula. And I thought that's who Isaac was going to like turn out to be. <laughs> like to tie into the games a bit more. Mm. Uh, but that never happened. <laughs> no. Obviously, Camilla was literally Cersei from Game of Thrones. Literally. Yeah. Literally. The only difference is Camilla can actually fight because she's a vampire. Whereas Cersei yeah. gets scared over the White Walkers. Yeah. Is it bad that I, I, I really like Lenore? <laughs> oh, I, I, I really like Lenore as well. <laughs> I thought she had such a great character arc. Obviously, you've not finished it, Brandon. So I know, but, but just the fact that when she was uh, here we go. teasing and <laughs> trying to obviously, Hector. you know, poor Hector. There's just something about she seems like such a of the of of the of those vampires. She definitely feels like the most of an outcast, but there's just something about her. She's just so charming. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's anyone in the cast you sort of actively dislike. No. Like, Camilla's Camilla. She's just... She's a bitch, but she's kind of got her reasons, even if... Yeah, like... They they try and... I think they do well with a lot of the characters. Like, even, like, Hector and... Is it Hector, Isaac? Hector and Isaac, yeah. They were really cool. Well. I say like what the things they've done with Hector and Isaac, like they're two people from the same, you know, space, but like just like a heads and tails of the same coin. Yeah. Like you got Isaac who's completely loyal, Hector who's easily swayed. It's, it's you know, it's really cool to watch. Mm. And it's it's like you say, like Game of Thrones, like we started well, I wouldn't say it's like Game of Thrones, but like this has done it extremely well. Like we started off with this quite linear story, and then as the characters break apart, you've it's like venturing out, like you'll have like an arc or like a little section of Isaac and like what he's doing. Then we'll go back to to Trevor, Cypher and Alucard, like th what they've been getting up to. It's oh, it's really good. It's not like a complete linear centered around one thing at a time. It, like the world building of it's been pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. No, it, so, I know what you mean, because it's kind of like up until the death of Dracula, it's all going towards there and then as soon as Dracula dies, it just branches out into this. These characters are doing this. These characters are doing this, and it's a bit like the death of like Baratheon from Game of Thrones or Joffrey or uh, is it? Oh, what's he called? Not. not I was about to say John Stark. That's not right. Um, oh, you know about Rob? It? Yeah, Rob. Rob Stark. It's like like that. The other thing I found quite charming about it is like I was not expecting, you know, that comedic character input from Trevor, Alucard, and Cipher. Like, you know, like the way they interact with each yeah. other is like, oh, you're fucking doing my heading. Oh, you're doing like this. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's so good just to watch the the comic, like, especially because I've I've actually just seen the start of season four, episode one, mm -hmm. and the fact that when Cipher starts swearing and Trevor's like, hang on a minute. You're different. You never used to curse. He's like, it's ever since I've been dealing with you. And it's like, oh, that was that was hilarious. <laughs> and the the most terrifying thing in Castlevania is what Cypher can do. She can ruin your beer. <laughs> <laughs> that scene is priceless. Oh, that was so good. I mean, my mate tagged 
my other friend in a meme of that scene last night, and I was just like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. But uh, I, one line doesn't mean anything in context, uh, but it made me laugh, and I had to take a photo of it and put it on Facebook. So last year, uh, when we were having like a toilet paper crisis, and you couldn't get it for all that money. Uh, there's just a scene in Castlevania when one of the characters just goes, "What the fuck is toilet paper?" <laughs> oh, um, oh, is that that, that vampire? Who is it? Uh, yeah, is it, is it the European, scene? English? Is it English or Russian? Oh, is it Godfrey? God, ah, oh, what's his name? God, no, I keep trying to say Godfrey. Probably because I, I haven't seen the uh, apart from the four series which I just watched recently. I haven't really watched the rest of it. So I can't quite remember. Oh. Yeah, I want to say yes. <laughs> no, I thought like oh Godbrand, that's his name. Oh Godbrand. God. Yeah, no. I knew I got the God bit right. It was just like Godfrey, no, that's Joffrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, obviously, we have a Richard Armitage is as Trevor Belmont. I didn't even realise he was from Leicester. Until this week, yeah, I never realised that until you mentioned it as well. I was like, yeah, that's that's cool. It's, the show is led by someone from Leicester. Funny enough, it's when you mentioned it as well. I obviously, once you get to know a character, you then go into like a Wikipedia page yeah. to see what other stuff they've done. And I was, you know, quite moderately surprised at some of the stuff he's done as well. Yeah, well, I yeah. first thing I first thing I saw him in was uh, sh- not. I keep saying Sherlock. It's not Sherlock. It was. Um, Robin Hood all those years ago on the BBC. Yeah, and he was Thorin Oakenshield from The Hobbit. Oh, That's yeah. the one that really shocked me. <laughs> That's funny because obviously he's like over six foot and it's just like, I'm a Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Just get one of the tall, one, an actor who's known for his tallness or his height and just make him play a fucking dwarf. Perfect casting. It's brilliant. Yeah. He plays it to so a T, like... though. Oh, yeah. Like, right. When he's going mad in Battle of Five Armies, even though that is, like, the worst one, he's still selling it. Yeah. Right. He did a really good job in all the characters he's done for that. Mm. But, uh, sort of on that similar line, like, Chris, you've finished Sky with Sword. I have. I have, yes. I, I... Um... Oh, I have several thoughts about it. Please don't. Uh, but do you... Please don't spoil anything, like story wise. I don't. I don't want to get spoiled. Cause oh I'm... no! Don't worry. I'm not... Yeah, because I'm just. At... I'm literally just about to go into the Thunderhead. So on my way, I'm a little bit further, but on the Switch, I'm just about to go into the Thunderhead. So I've beaten the Imprisoned for the first time. Okay. So okay, what I will say is I like the game, but it doesn't half feel padded out. Um, I didn't feel the need to get all the heart containers. I got most of them, but I was just like, I've had enough now. The (laughs) go back to the same areas over and over and over again, it just gets quite old. (laughs) Yeah. Even I'm feeling that already. Yeah, and... I'm only halfway. Yeah, I was going to say you're only about halfway. Yeah. uh, I think... Think you uh you have to go to like each area for like a dungeon like three times a piece, and even then you've got to revisit them more if you want everything and want to do the side stuff. Mm. 
So you're constantly back and forth, back to the sky, back to the town, back to the yeah. land. Oh, oh you've got to go to the Farron Woods. Like, I've just been to the Farron Woods. Like, oh. But honestly, the, the game is great. I like the combat. It took a bit of getting used to, but it was fantastic. You've been um, playing it handheld. Yes, I was. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I was starting... I did start it uh, with the motion controls, but I have now gone to handheld. I think the only thing I struggle with is using the shield in handheld and trying to do those finishing blows when you when you're fighting. Yes, I did struggle with like the finishing blows and like trying to do the uh, spin move. Yeah. It just seemed to work as and when. So in order to do it in the game, like you toggle the uh, analog stick up and down several yeah. times. But it seems to either do the move or just move your sword up and down. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm I'm actually finding it really easy to play uh, in handheld. I I saw like a few reviews saying, "Oh, the handheld mode, eh." But I'm I'm finding it really easy, and I think if I wasn't playing it in handheld, I wouldn't be as far as I am now. Yeah. Um. Well, I didn't think it was a hard game at all. I got one game over entire playthrough and that was right near the beginning like the first fight with Gurion. yeah because uh it like really like says okay you thought you were getting good at this game right okay let's see if you've actually mastered the sword controls i switched uh, to motion, oh. motion controls when i did that fight did you yeah uh, yes um again it felt like sometimes what i was doing seemed to hit him and other times it didn't and i mm. didn't quite work out a proper game plan as such yeah i was a sort of like waggling nearly at random mm. <laughs> hour one <laughs> was like yay but yeah we got better as it as it went on no it's been really nice to come back to it after all these years and hopefully i want i actually want to finish it because i've ne never finished it i still don't know how it ends and it's one of those zelda games that because i don't know how it ends i'm really intrigued i don't know if Compared to other ones, I don't think the story probably holds up like Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time is just ridiculously in depth with its story, but and I'm sure Skyward Sword is nothing like Ocarina. But I'm very interested to see how it all ends. I think the story is pretty good, to be honest. Just Skyward Sword. Mm. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm I'm just saying compared to something like Ocarina or Majora's Mask, it they're just those two are just on a different level. Yeah. I'd say, though, for, for most part of the Zelda thing, you don't really play it for the story, because it's nearly always the same. It's it's like to the same point, formula as yeah. like Mario. Like, yeah. Oh, there's Princess Zelda. Go and save her. Oh, okay. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but I have now finished all the uh, Zelda titles now, all mm. the mainline ones. Yeah. Um, and I'd probably rank it somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I can see for people who played it on like the Wii U and the Wii, I can see why they people didn't finish it because, as I said, it feels about padded out by like the last third. Mm -hmm. And if you're playing it with motion controls, I think yeah, everyone just get tired of it. Yeah, physically as well as mentally. So, <laughs> oh, not not more waggling. <laughs> Do you think uh, like the? Did you enjoy like the bosses and all that in the dungeons? 
Yeah, if anything, I could have done with more bosses. Mm. It didn't feel like there was that many. And they do recycle a couple. Mm. It's half a game. Yeah, so I've got Ancient uh, Sistan next as the next dungeon, so I've also got that boss, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah, the Ancient Sistan's a pretty dang good dungeon. Yeah. It's not my favourite one, though. Uh, my favourite out of the lot is one called the Sandship. Yeah, that's where I I am on uh, the Wii. So I I know you get the bow. Other than that, I don't know anything else. Yeah, uh, but it's not like... I think what I like about it is it's not like a massive sprawling dungeon. None it's of them just are. It's like pirate ship size. It's like yeah. it's not overly massive. And you don't go like back and forth all the time or sort of loop around or anything. Yeah. I think it's just neatly, tightly designed. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to actually taking taking it on soon. Hope maybe this week, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, I, I'm looking forward to just carrying on with the game and the story because I really want to see how it all ends. One of my one of Brandon's and my our friend, he's playing it as well, and I kept kept going. I'm at this point. I'm at this point. He's like, slow down. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I only just got back from work. I haven't even done this. I'm like, yep. Now I'm here. Now I'm here. Now I'm here. He's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, so I played it in a funny way. Like I put a lot of hours into it when I first got it, and I had like a break for a couple of days, and then like put like another like four or five hours into it. Mm. Then I had like a break for a day, rinse repeat, and so I didn't like play it continuously, like every day. You'll have to have a go on, get it, Brandon. I was gonna say it's funny you mention it because I this week I went to try and look for a Breath of the Wild. Oof, yeah. I want to I want to get started on that, so, uh... but. Obviously, I went into a CEX, couldn't find it, but I did actually manage to pick up a DVD. And this is going to be very off-topic, but Hmm. I think, Chris, you might actually appreciate my choice of DVD, is I picked up a DVD called Redcliffe instead. Now, if anyone's... uh, Yeah, so if anyone out there has been a fan of the Dynasty Warriors series, you will happen to know a very, very famous battle called the Battle of Chibi. Oh, yes. And it is a film dedicated to that battle. And it is freaking insane. I love that film to bits. It is so, oh, it is so good. That is probably one of my favourite like Chinese action films ever made. It was so good. I was just about to say I've never heard of it. You what? <laughs> I mean, like obviously you've played the Dynasty Warriors games, so haven't you? Uh, I've only really played the first one. <laughs> no couple. Oh, you I... played the one which is Tekken, basically. I think I know it yeah. more than Chris Brandon. Oh, okay. Like, uh, we've spoken about Dynasty Warriors before, like over stuff. Cause I've played four, six, and uh, six empires, four empires, and then I've played. Uh, I've also got Hyrule Warriors as well. Yeah, I've played two, three, four, four empires, five, five empires, six, six empires, seven, eight, and then nine but i want to give number nine another crack because it is completely different to the previous installments it's an open world it's open world mm. and the map is huge okay so to put to put it in perspective think of you know how dynasty Warriors is a hack and slash but yeah. imagine a map on the scale of like the modern uh, assassin's creed games and like trying to because you know how like the story goes about it's so difficult to 
because a lot of the stuff that happens in the game is you know time based so like say for example a certain battle will happen at 1984 AD like for the rebellion but trying to be at a specific moment in time when an event happens is how you get the story out of it so I find that very very challenging like if you want to relive and go through the actions of the story mm. right. yeah so that's that's what I managed to pick up instead of Breath instead of, of Breath of the Wild <laughs> You'll you'll find Breath of the Wild soon. I was uh went to Geek Retreat yesterday and um my friend's boyfriend brought his Switch and had Breath of the Wild. I don't think he was very far and then someone was playing it and they were like, I'm trying to find the camera and I went, Well you just do this quest and they were like Oh, oh okay. I was like, I've put over a hundred hours in, so I know it's been a while since I tried to get the camera because it's one of the first things I did, but if you do this quest you get the camera. There you go. And then they turned it off and went on, on a, then went to play a Link to the Past on a Game Boy Micro. Not not saying that's a a, ba- a bad. <laughs> Sorry, that console. A, a bad a bad decision or not because they went from a good game to another good game. I it was just it was just yeah. I think they were like, I'm stuck on Breath of the Wild. I'm gonna play Link to the Past. I'm sorry, but the Game Boy Micro, that console. Oh my goodness! Please, can we not? They tried to re-release the GBA so many times. Yesterday was the but first the game, time I ever saw it. The Game Boy yeah. Micro, it's... I mean, I can understand the charms of it. Mm-hmm. But, my God, did it flop. <laughs> I, I, I think I would have preferred the SP over the Micro, to be honest with you. Yeah, 100%. I've got, I've got two SPs. <laughs> I've got one. I only uh, got it, I've like... Got the, uh... I've got the ruby and sapphire Pokemon. I've just got a blue one. I, I just had the metallic silver one. I bought it a couple years back because I never had an SP as a kid. I had a, a normal GBA and uh, I wanted an SP so I bought one off eBay for cheap. It's a console half the size of a phone for playing like the Game Boy Advance games. The screen resolution is so small you'll give yourself cataracts trying to play it. <laughs> And obviously, it's quite bright as well. Like the Game Boy Micro display is very, very bright for something that small. And I don't quite know how do they manage to put any battery power into it. To be frank with you, that was a style at the time, though. Everyone wanted the small phones. Right? <laughs> uh, the smaller, the better. I'm, I'm yeah. surprised neither of you had the uh, Game Boy SP, like with the tribal design on it. Remember that? Oh, I don't think I was. Yes. Oh yes, yes, yes. That, that, that I think that's two thousand. Yeah, I literally think that's the one I had. It was a gr- yeah, it was yeah. a grey with the tribal. Yeah, yeah. Same on mobile phones as well. Everyone had tribal. Stuff. Oh my gosh! I never had a tribal mobile phone. Yeah. Don't worry, none of us were getting tribal tattoos. I was gonna say because like, if we're on the topic of mobile phones, like, my progression. Really I was gonna say my progression from like mobile phones was Nokia, then it went to this black phone, which was a sliding one where you can you know like you can slide the screen halfway up the the phone, and then you'll be able to see the buttons. So that was my second phone. Then I had a BlackBerry, you know, good old BBM days, and then I went to iPhone, and then here we are now. Oh, I remember when flip phones were like the height of technology. Oh, I actually oh. mentioned it. I miss flip phones, yeah. Oh, when they're in, they're in Star Trek, so when we got them, I was like, it's the future. Oh. <laughs> you just flip get better than this. It's yeah, it. you flip them open, you're like, beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Never had one. <laughs> Neither, uh, I don't know if I did. No, I didn't. 
And My what... very first one was um, oh, what mate was it? Uh, Ericsson? No, Motorola. So... Motorola. Okay, like this team brick where the screen was only like half an inch big, um, and like letterbox shaped. And if someone texted you, it didn't tell you who it was. <laughs> it literally did like one line of text at a time. Say, are you on about and these you... Motorola phones, which basically look like a walkie-talkie? Yeah, pretty much. That was my first mobile. <laughs> I'm um, just looking could, at them now. <laughs> you could only fit like uh, 20 contacts in it in the memory as well. And if you had like, I think, any more than 15 takes, you sort of had to delete them. <laughs> you just couldn't store them. They had no memory whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> it was crap. Uh, page ago as well. Never do that again. How did I used to survive on page ago? Oh, who knows? I was on it for a time. Never, never now. I was saying, I think it just tended to be something that we used to just have as a kid. You still have it now, but people don't really know it. The old, yeah. oh, I can't text my mate because I haven't got enough credit on me phone. No. <laughs> days gone by. Now I just shove 30 quid a month on it. <laughs> I was saying, there used to be the space. days like you'd have to text the phone provider to ask how much credit have I got. Yeah. And then like you'd send a text and you'd be like, okay, now how much credit have I got? God, don't we uh, take Messenger for granted now? We can just do it for free. Oh no, that yeah. is so mad. Yeah. Like, I used to think, like, we didn't text my mates that much because it costs us like 20p or so. <laughs> don't even get started so, on how much it costs to send a picture. Oh hmm. god. Now it's just like, here's yeah. 50 memes. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, so when you, when you send a text message, you like try to squeeze as much information into it as you possibly could to get your 20p's worth. Yeah, you and it always used to, It always used to irritate me when people were like responded with just like simple like okay. It's like where's the rest of the text? <laughs> <laughs> You've always wasted twenty p. Get your money. <laughs> <out of it. laughs> Tell me about your day. <laughs> so I have um I have played a bit more Pokemon Unite recently, and I know, I know Chris, but uh, all I'm going to really say is I've been playing with uh, a guy who I've been going been going to warhammer recently so me and him he well, at warhammer one week he was like does anyone have a switch does anyone play in pokemon go and someone went oh dan, dan plays it and uh next minute next day he was like oh you got a do you play pokemon unite i don't know why he just said pokemon go but pokemon unite and i was like yeah how do you know he's like oh yeah someone told me so we've been playing a few games online every na- every couple of days recently and we've been we've been pretty good uh, players together, and it's been fun. That's all I wanted to say about Pokemon Unite. Um, <laughs> what has everyone else been playing recently? I've still been trying to battle through Dark Chronicles, and I have just found out that there's another mini game within the game. Here we go. Which is very very difficult because every every level has a medal system where. You can do a time limit to get a medal. You can there'll be like a, a handicap to get yourself a medal. So say for example, it could be, oh, you can only kill unit only kill monsters using your left hand weapon, for mm. example. There's another mini game to get a medal where you can catch a particular size fish. Okay, I thought, okay, that's fair enough, because you know, you need fishing experience. But the other mini game which has been added in for the medals is a game called Sfeeder, which is golf. Oh. And trying to golf 
on a map which is of a similar structure to the Mystery Dungeon series is very, very difficult. And the it is it is so challenging because there's it's got it's got a system where you've got a red and a blue ball, and your hole where you have to get it in is a red is either a red or a blue portal. And you have to have the red ball to go through the blue portal and vice versa. And the ball will change colour if it comes into contact with the surface. So say, for example, if you hit the ball, it won't change colour, but if it bounces, it will change colour. So not only have you got to do it within a certain number of hits, if you go off the map, you have to go back to the where you hit it from. If you're not the right colour when you go for the portal, it won't activate. So it's, it's just so, so challenging. And I've literally spent a week trying to get through the first area of playing golf, and I just can't do it. Oh, dear. Do you need to do it for the story? Uh, not really for the story, but you but you get some really, really nice rewards from it, like okay. resurrection powders, you can get level up powders, okay. you can get gems to level up your weapon. So it, it, if you're good at it, it's worth doing. It's similar to know like from um, Final Fantasy, you know the one from Final Fantasy X, you know the sport? Blitzball. Yeah, it's like, it's yeah. like Blitzball in a way, it's a mini game where you can get stuff. Or you know like the Chocobos from Final Fantasy IX? Yeah. You know, like it's that mini game which if you Hot do it, cold. you get really, really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's not essential to do it. No, no. Yeah, so that's what I've been getting through. Okay. And I think, yeah, that's what I've most been playing is still trying to complete this game. I'm on still on chapter three and I'm sixty hours into it now. Oh my god. Uh, it's just, just taking me so long. Oh. See if that or I'm shit at it. <laughs> but then again, I, I'm one of these characters where if I if there's like a side if I'm going through like the main story and there's a side quest, I'll try and complete all the side quests before I continue the main story. Because I don't want to get into a situation where, you know, like some games, if you advance the main story, then certain side quests become unavailable. What? I don't oh. want to take that risk oh if this God. is one of those games where that could happen. But so at the moment, it's not. On how long to beat, it's saying that Dark Chronicle takes about 51 and a half hours but completion is complete for a completionist run. It's it's saying here 137 hours. I can quite believe that. Oh my gosh! It is a very very long game to play if you're going for completion because that's like taking pictures of all the crafting materials, crafting everything, getting all the recipes, getting all the medals. Yeah, getting the medals like the time limit, especially the first dungeon. Like you have to so remember each of these areas are randomly generated. And the first level, you have a time limit. I'll say, for example, you've got two minutes and 30 seconds to defeat every enemy. And that's a very short time to go through a randomly generated map where some of the enemies might be mimics. So you you have to go through this map and you might have to open up every chest you find because a mimic is classed as an enemy. So it just takes so much time to get the medal. But it's it's such a beautiful game. The story's great, the combat's great, the crafting system's great. I love it. I feel like it is, I can't believe it's gone under my radar for so long. I feel it's it's kind of similar to me with like Persona Three. I've put so many hours into Persona Three, but I'm still like halfway through the game, and I'm just like, oh, I can't really be asked right now. It's literally I've, reaching I've, that I've, point I've been now. I've been in that really can't be asked right now for fucking years. I'm gonna have to boot boot it up and actually try and finish Persona Three because I did enjoy it. I think Persona 4 and 5 are just way more streamlined so and easier to access and that's kind of the problem with 3 is it's not like that so but it's like as you say you put like nearly 60 hours into doing all the extra stuff on Dark Chronicle it's just 
it's ridiculous. But some, if you want to, if you're having, if you're having fun, it doesn't matter really. Oh yeah, I'm, de I'm definitely having fun doing it, but it's just, it. I don't know when playing a game, right? Is it okay to reach the point where you just can't bother to do the mini games? They just want to advance the story. Yeah. But at the same time, I just hate that inner completionist in me. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> I'm similar. It's like the same thing in like for Dark Souls. It's just like I can't go through a single game of Dark Souls without either picking up as much crap as I can, defeating all the side bosses as I can. And it's just like, I, I can't. I feel like this is why I've struggled to be a speedrunner. Hmm. It's because yeah, I, I I'd be, just be paying too much attention to my surroundings. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. <laughs> I, I've, I've got past the Dark Souls thing of like having to pick up everything else now because I've played films so many different times and different challenges. So I just know, especially when I'm live streaming, it's like, well, I could go over there, but there's literally nothing I can use there in this challenge, so that's not bother. I've not reached that point yet. I, I still pick yeah. up everything, even the pair of binoculars in Dark Souls 1. I will always go and pick those up. I know full well I'm never going to use them. I know fully no, well that. Never, I, still, them I still pick them up every time, even though it means death because the skeleton's coming up behind me. I've used the broken sword in more challenges than I have ever used the binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the only time I've ever used the binoculars was on Dark Souls 2 when I was just in awe at Majula. <laughs> I think that's the only time I've ever used them. It is very pretty. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, well, you were saying you were playing Dark Chronicle, and that's like a roguelike. Um, I've been playing a couple of roguelikes as well in my uh, spare time. Uh, have either of you played a game called Rogue Legacy? No, but I have heard of it. I feel I've heard it's of it. Very, it's very, very good. I think you can get it dirt cheap now. It's just like a, uh, a platforming sort of dungeon crawler type thing. Um, and how it works is uh, you're going through like a line of um, like a family tree and like every time one of your characters dies, you play as like the next in line, like the next son or daughter. <laughs> and um, like carrying on the lineage. Uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. It's The platforming's tight. Uh, combat's Fairly basic, a bit Castlevania esque actually, um, but a bit more uh, not so stiff. But how it generally works is like you, you go in, you've got like this sort of castle central hub, and even though it's like randomised every time, there is a slight design. Like it's basically split into like four sections, but they're always like in the same direction. So you've got like one area to the right, one to the top, and one below, give or take. And then you like do all four areas, and then you get the final boss. That's all there is to it. But uh, you get tons of cash in the game and you use that to like level up like your family manor. And by doing that, you get like increased stats for like every person down the line. So you do get better at it <laughs> as you go on. But it's such a good game. It doesn't take that long to beat either. So I do highly recommend Rogue Legacy. I was saying, I've just looked at some screenshots of it. And have you heard of the game called Hollow Knight? Yes, I played that and completed that too. I was about I was to say, say it reminded me of that. Like, who hasn't heard? Like, all of us have heard about Hollow Knight. I've got See, Hollow I've, Knight. I've, I've had a bad experience with Hollow Knight. I played Hollow Knight. I got to the third area, and then my PlayStation got corrupted. And I was like, oh, my no. PlayStation was fine until I downloaded Hollow Knight. But I then got the new PlayStation, downloaded Hollow Knight. That PlayStation got corrupted. So I was like, okay, am I not allowed to play? <laughs> am I not allowed to play Hollow Knight? <laughs> 
Oh dear. Well, my experience with Hollow Knight is when it first came out, I thought, that looks cool. They said it's like Dark Souls, therefore I want it. Um, but when I first got it, it was only available on PC at the time. It wasn't on consoles. So I downloaded it for the PC. But uh, sadly, my old laptop wouldn't run it correctly. I mean, it did work, but it like sort of stuttered a bit. And with it being like tight platforming and tough combat, it's like, yeah, any delay. No, it's yeah. unplayable. But I, but I, I did really enjoy it. Yeah, well, I did get it for free. Um, it was on the PS Plus a couple of years back, and it had all the DLC thrown in with it as well. Oh, the Void edition. And I was like, ah, oh, go on then. <laughs> so I picked that up, and I did play that through to completion. And yeah, it's hard as balls, but it's certainly fun. Yeah, I, I, I know, really enjoyed what I played. I don't know if I'd recommend people complete it, though, because uh, there's, like, several endings, and getting the last one it is a massive pull. Like, the game doesn't tell you how to do it. you just got to work it out or get a walkthrough. So, um, if I have one problem with it, is I just think it's too big. What do you mean? It's like, a Metroid, it's like a Metroidvania, but, like, the world map is huge, and there's a lot of, like, side stuff you can easily miss. So you've got to like do things in like a certain order, or you miss them. A bit like the uh, Dark Souls NPCs. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm, what I really like. So, so if if you wanted to get like the best ending, you could totally screw yourself over if you didn't realise you had to do something. Ah, uh, right. Uh, you can, like lock it out. But yeah, I I did like the game, but honestly, it's like forty hours long, and for like a Metroidvania, that's a hell of a long time. <laughs> mm. So um I I I wouldn't really mention this next game normally because it's not really it's a game I I play a lot but I play it every day actually but it's there's been a significant update and that's kind of why I want to mention it if right. the, if this update hadn't occurred I would still not mention this game so the game I'm, I'm going to mention is Bloons Tower Defense Six. Oh, you devil. <laughs> so I wouldn't normally mention a game like this because, well, near enough, if you play Bloons, Tower Defense 1, whatever, you probably, you, near enough, they're all mostly the same. I was going to say, like, all British kids during their lunch times or knew... during, like, IT would go into games like Cool Maths <laughs> games to play Bloons, Tower Defense. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so... I have never heard of it. <laughs> well... <gasps> I th I think like Brandon, like you and I, because we're similar, like like a year apart. We had like similar school experiences, so yeah. yeah. But like one is very bare bonesy. You got a limited amount of towers. I was, saying, uh, was it just the monkey, super monkey, and tax shooter? And I think the bomb and ice. I think. Oh yeah, the yeah, maybe the cannon. Yeah, so uh, it would have been about four towers. I'm not four or sure five towers. about the boomerang. If the boomerang was added in the first one or the second one, glue gunner, glue gunner was, was glue gunner? the glue gunner was in the second one, and the second one had three difficulties, and and each what difficulty was a different map. I'm just looking at. I'm just going on to the Bloons Tower Defense fandom now. And so if then... you want to. And then the third game had a whole lot of different maps, and um, there was a whole you could upgrade your towers far more um, and stuff. And then it was the fourth one was where where things became more interesting. So oh yeah, definitely from Blue's Tower Defense Four onwards, yeah. they've really started to yeah. branch out. So the first three are more 
similar in some ways and from four onwards it's changed so from four onwards you level up your towers but you also you still upgrade them like oh you got to buy the upgrade but you've got to level them up by using those towers so the the higher level they are you can then get the higher um up, higher high, the higher upgrades and four i can't i can't it's been a while since i've been on four i can't remember a whole load on four for some reason but i played a, so much on five and with five, they added a new, like a new, t- a whole load of new towers, and you could each tower had their own little building, and you could upgrade a whole load of stuff. Like you could make the blimps, the the Moab balloons, like weaker. You could do a whole load, get more money. There was a whole load of things you could upgrade. Mm-hmm. And I see now the latest one is six, and I've been playing that for over a year now, and. I nearly put 300 hours into it. Uh, Holy crap! I I love it. I love it. It's the it's the game I've played the most on my Steam. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh wow! And what they've done like in six, it's they've taken everything that was great about five, and at first, in the first maybe 50 or so hours, I wasn't sure if six was better than five. Now. I think it is, but it's a bit different. I think five, you could cheese quite a lot of stuff. With six, you can still cheese stuff, but now they've got certain modes which are definitely more skill-based. And it's kind of nice that they've gone to that kind of like original feel on like the first three where it was a bit more skill-based of... If I put this tower here and then this, 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 and so with six is a bit more like that now. Um, but the reason why I'm mentioning Bloom's Tower Defense Six is I've had a, a latest update. So in ta- Bloom's Tower Defense Six, each tower has three upgrade, three upgrade paths, and there's five tiers for each upgrade path. So for example, the Dark Monkey first upgrade path is like the catapult path the second one is like the big strong dart monkey path where he can transform into a super monkey and the bottom path is like a crossbow path and you got five tiers but the new update has added a sixth tier to the dart monkey and the boomerang monkey and it's really interesting because you get this by having one of each tier 5 uh, tower so if you have a tier 5 top path tier 5 dark monkey, a middle path tier 5 dark monkey and a bottom path tier 5 dark monkey you can then combine them to make a tier 6 tower and it's really interesting and it's like stupidly overpowered as well (laughs) it's just, it's been been really cool Uh, and then they you have a you have a tower made out of monkeys. Yeah, Mo- awesome. it, I. They've also added uh, like a boss kind of balloon mode, and I managed to. I did manage to do it the first time. Uh, I can't believe I did, but it was ridiculous. And um, but that's been really fun. Like they've had boss balloon battles in the past, but they've 
been a bit mixed, but the, this new one was really cool, where when it got to like the big balloon rounds, it would all change. The boss would appear, and it would you'd have to fight the boss, and it was really fun. So you had to fight the boss on top of all the normal rounds, and it was it was ridiculous, but it was really fun. <laughs> like, did you ever play balloons? Uh, balloons. Bloons Tower Defense Battles. I played. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I did play a couple hours. I thought it was all right. I was gonna say. I think of any of the Bloons games, I think that's the one I've sunk the most hours into. I know they're bringing out the second one at some point. Are they? Yeah. Oh, for goodness' sake! There goes my iPad time. <laughs> yeah, they're bringing out the second one at some point. I I didn't dislike battles, but I I think I don't know. I think the the battle aspect was a bit. I don't know. It didn't really do it for me. I think it was I don't interesting. Know what it was about. I, I was, I just really liked it because it was just like there was. Well, to be fair, there was like three or four different strategies you could do. You could do the rainbow rush, where you just send out like a crap load of rainbow balloons. You could have saved up for until like round forty odd when you could send out Moabs. Oh yeah. Or you could have done like send out the, you know, the BFBs or mm. then the ZOMGs. Yeah. Like, yeah. those would tend to be the strategies, and it's just it's because obviously you had to you had to bring in like a pre-selected deck. Of towers yeah, which you could use, I, 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 I thought it was really clever because obviously, if you're against someone who wants to rush, obviously, if you bruiser, bruiser, attack, play the long one run, then you win. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I put a couple of hours in, but I think the normal balloon tower defense games are more my up for me. But yep, yeah, the new update tier six towers, I think they'll be bringing out more. I'm looking forward to seeing what they bring out, and it's a great game. To waste a lot of time and have a lot of fun. <laughs> I was gonna say because you mentioned in the tier six towers, I can't imagine how ridiculously powerful tier six super monkeys will be. Oh my gosh! T like, like, like tier five super like, monkeys like, are ridiculous. I'll say I can just remember from Bruce Tide Defense battles, like either the Sun God Temple or the like the one that looks like the Terminator. I thought they were ridiculously powerful as is. Robo monkey. And they're like yeah, but like in terms of tiers, they're only tier four. Like from that logic, so I, I just can't imagine like how on crack they're going to be if you have to like fuse like sun god temples together. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'll if there's, <laughs> if there's anything worth mentioning, I'll uh, update you in a future episode. Oh wait, no, wait, no. Now that I remember it, they are tier fives actually because it goes dark monkey, laser monkey, plasma monkey, then it goes to sun god, and then it goes to the temple. Okay, yeah, so it's tier five then. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just remembering now because I used to, because at the time there was a couple of YouTubers I used to watch, uh, Malt and Masteroff. They used to play a lot of balloons, so I used to follow them all the time for those. Mm. Oh, and Super John Bombo as well. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of him recently. He's really fun. Yeah, I'm back in the days when he used to do the blue. I think it's, it must have been Blue's Tower Defense five or four, which was which was the ones that I started off playing by myself on my tablet. Can't remember which one of the two it was. Well, there is another game I've been playing recently. Well, I, I played it the other uh, week. Uh, no, it was last Sunday actually. I did. I've, I have mentioned. I did mention it quickly um, in in our chat, guys, uh, that I was going to play it, but I I smashed it out in one session. And it's a game called If Found. And how did you find it? <laughs> Insert dad joke here. I was going to say that crap. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
I, I was going to say something there, and then I was like, I, I'm just not going to say that on this on the podcast. <laughs> That's anyway, right? Uh, it, so, if found is a visual novel, so it's not like gameplay is nothing crazy. Um, I the day before I played it, I was in a weird headspace. So I'm not going to really say what what happened. But it kind of was really, the game kind of was kind of nice therapy in some ways to how I was feeling in my head. And the gameplay is, you're, it's like you're going through a notebook and you're rubbing out everything. So you'll read what's been written and then you'll rub it out. And it's kind of a bit like, is it catharsis? Is that the word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it, it's like a, re- a release of like getting rid of bad memories or something similar to that, and the the story of if found, it's kind of like there's like kind of two timelines because like there's a sci-fi timeline and then the mo- like the the the, the normal timeline. So um, and they both like coincide. So it's all about. Um, LGBTQ people in Ireland in the 90s. So just after, um, I think it's set in 1993 when in Ireland they had a law for LGBTQ, I think. So it was just, it's set just around then. And like what the main character is trans and there's another character who's non-binary there's another character who's a lesbian and it's really interesting the way it's been done and it's really re- has really good representation and it, i you know i i i'm a, <laughs> i'm a straight male man uh, but i thought it was it was fantastic. The representation was incredible. I really felt for the characters, and it it kind of it was. I played it on a kind of a in a headspace. I kind of needed to be in like rubbing out your past, and it was really good. And the soundtrack's amazing as well. Everything it goes helps. back to soundtracks. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll say. Aside from if found, have you ever played other visual novel games? Um, I've played a couple. I. I was about to say, uh, uh, not many. I, I think it's been a couple like walking simulators, like What Remains of Edith Finch, which I love so much. That's just amazing. So I played like that, and maybe something similar. But I'm not. I haven't played too many visual novels, but I definitely recommend If Found. I got it on sale, and uh, I saw someone yesterday and I I I know because of their sexuality I literally went to them you need to play this game because you you'll really relate to it that's really cool cool uh I've not played that many walking simulators but uh gone home was good I've not played I've, I've not home. played any you know uh, uh, as Dan said, um, what remains of Edith Finch is also very good. Probably the best one. It's amazing, in my opinion. It's I, very, very good. I cried at the end. 
Have you ever played a uh, Firewatch? No. Oh, I watched YouTube of it though. I, I, uh, I don't I haven't know seen any of it myself. I, uh... I, I, it's one of it's been on my watch list for ages. Oh, Firewatch list, I guess. But um, yeah, I've just never got around to playing it. I don't know if it's any good or not because I don't know anyone that's actually played it. I've heard on other podcasts. I've heard big, weird things about it, but I, I, I've never played it, so I don't know. I, I've got no opinion. So, I thought I, I think I nearly played it, but I didn't download it. Mm. So yeah, I've, myself, I've got no personal opinion of it, but I'm pretty certain some of the big YouTubers have played it. Mm-hmm. So, because of the type of game it is, I don't really want to watch people play it because it's all about the story. I just don't want it ruined. I want to like experience it firsthand. Bit like uh, everyone's gone to the rapture. Yeah, that was all right. Mm. I've not played that, really but yeah, you really don't do much in that one. No, I, from you, what do, I heard. you do. You do walk around the village, and that's it. There's very little in the way of like interaction. I mean, the, the story's okay. It's pretty much exactly what you expect, but hell, it's in the title. Mm. But um, I, I did like the attention to detail. It really did feel like an English village. It's like it's got all like the correct road signs. And, I know it's just a, just the little details. It was like, oh, I feel like I've actually been here, like in real <laughs> life. Oh, I'm kind of just gonna go quickly back to if found. I just re- forgot to mention something. So because it's set in Ireland, there's a whole lot of Irish words and. Even in the game, it you can has like a dictionary or glossary to explain what the Irish words mean. Anyway, that's well, pretty clever. Yeah, even though some of them I was like, I think it means this. You look up, and it's like, yeah, it's kind of obvious. But yeah, it was cool. But I, I've been me. I want want to kind of play a few more, I guess, walking simulators. But it is very much for the story. And if you're not invested, then it's a bit like eh. Yeah, it's it's like with Firewatch, I I know there's a, a bit of a story to it, and I I believe there's a twist in it. I just want to know what it is. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how the gameplay is. I just want to know what the story is. Yeah. Let's just have a look. I'm just going. I'm sorry. I'm just going through my own Steam library. To see what I've. I'm pretty certain I had. Okay, would you class Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion as a walking simulator? I I don't know what that is. I do know, but I've never played it. Um, maybe. Because effectively, all you do is just walk, and it's it's just full of jump scares. Yeah, probably then. Mm. Uh, if, if not, then probably not. Yeah, I think I've ever if played it. Doesn't it have anyway. anything like if it doesn't have anything like combat elements. Then, yeah. Well, you can pick you can pick up a, an axe, but you don't really use it. <laughs> well, as far as I know, I got to like flo- I got to the hundred rooms and I stopped playing. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, in which case, no, I've not played any of them. Mm. Oh, getting over it. Been playing that. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching you play that a little bit. Um, <laughs> it, do you mean... God, it, it, it makes me never, ever want to play it. <laughs> I, I can't oh, believe... You... I can't believe you've literally just mentioned that on the podcast. I'm just like... <laughs> uh, yeah, I've watched you play it, and you, you seem to be having a lot of fun, Brandon. But I was like... Fuck me. <laughs> I was like, I don't think he's going to mention that on the podcast ever. So I've been playing Getting Over It. Oh, here we go. 
<laughs> okay, so I last played it. I played it on stream last week, and I did actually get further than what I'd previously done. I, th I think I'm I'm right near the end, but I'm I know I'm at this point where if I fall, I'm just gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> I just know I'm gonna cry. <laughs> but yeah, so if any of you, yeah. So if anyone who doesn't know what getting over it is, it is what many describe as a rage simulator. It's a platformer <laughs> where it punishes you quite severely for if you make mistakes. So basically you're a guy in a cauldron and all you've got is a hatchet and you have to use the hatchet to let to leave lever yourself over obstacles and basically get over as and get over this obstacle course and along the way you'll have this narrator who's also the game developer called bennett foddit bennett foddy who will basically give you a lot of inspirational quotes along the way and will basically do your heading because you're full he'll be like oh you just lost a lot of progress there but don't worry You'll soon get over it. So I'm just like, yo, just shut up, man. I want to get over and play this game. That, that but... just sounds like in like Undertale when you when you save and it's like, you can do this with determination. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but it's funny you say that because I have been thinking of maybe streaming Undertale because I've never actually played it myself. Oh, fuck. Probably not. I've not actually played you it myself. No, I've seen the YouTubers do, do it. I am so tempted to play it. And you should do it so yeah, badly. I'm so going to do it because another game which I've downloaded as well because I've never played it is The Binding of Isaac. I've never played That's that either as well. Well, well, Chris, we should say goodbye to Brandon now. Why? <laughs> Go and play Undertale. Come back when you've finished. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, obviously I've played I've played bits of it, but I've not I've not played it myself too like throughout because I've because I had it on my laptop. Like when I was at university, but I never actually played it. And Un then until it's only ten hours. Yeah, it, well, assuming you're not like myself and get very easily distracted. Just which I'll find a way to do. Do the pacifist. Don't kill any of the monsters. Be good. Mm. See, that's what I was planning on going for. I was going to go for a pacifist for my first round. Yeah, because you can do and then murder everything on my second playthrough. Because well, do the pacifist. Because you'll get the. The base ending where you fight Flowery, and then you can get the true ending, and then you can do the uh, No Mercy run. Yeah, I was going to yeah. do. The, I was gonna, that's the order I was going to do it in. The yeah. genocide slash no, no Mercy. Yeah, to be honest, the pacifist run is, run is more fun because it just makes it more unique. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. But uh, the game also remembers like your save file, so if you did do like do a genocide run first, yeah, knacker your save, so you'll never be able to do a proper pacifist run or know what you've done, <laughs> which is an interesting mechanic. So yeah, do pacifist first. It also, if you name uh, your, your character as well, the like the evil uh, uh, character, uh, the evil player character name, I can't what his name is. But if you name it that straight off the bat, Flowery's like, "Oh, huh? You've never played this game yet. You're you're naming it this? Hmm. Why?" And I think it like, I can't remember what it does, but it it like changes the game instantly. Can't you need to play it for like so long? It's only like a couple of screens, and then it like basically softlocks itself. I don't know. I think that's what it does. Yeah, I, I don't know, actually know. I know. I know if you do a genocide run and then do the pacifist run at the end, uh, when he's in his bed, he's just like, oh, red eyes. It's like, oh no, he was <laughs> evil all the time, all along. 
I'm like, you haven't even played it, Brandon. I'm just spoiling it. Sorry. No, no, no I've watched. I've watched like PewDiePie play it. I've watched. Okay. Obviously, everyone's seen PewDiePie play it, so I know. Oh, I know no, the whole story but... of it. Okay. Um, it's just I've never me personally played it myself. You should like 100% play it. I played it for the first time last year, and I I I think have I mentioned it on the podcast, but it was no. But I think I think it was literally when you said last year when you were playing it. I think that's the time period where I was contemplating to play it myself. It was, and this is it's kind of is really. I don't know, but it was one of the most memorable things playing it last year. Uh, um, beating it was one of the most memorable things of last year. Like, beating Undertale. Because uh, I've fallen in love with the soundtrack for so long. And I've watched two playthroughs of it. And I was like, I don't know why I've not played this. I bought it for cheap off on Steam. Yeah. I, need to, I think I should play it. And I finally did. I only used the keyboard, so... Somehow I managed to beat the game with just the keyboard. I definitely want to stream uh, uh, Undertale. I think it would just be, you know, just one of those fun games which I can just play and talk to people. Yeah. But I, but but I want to freaking finish getting over it <laughs> because that's just one of those games <laughs> where you know it's there, you know it's there, and once it's complete, I can just delete it off my hard drive. <laughs> I just oh it's God. just one of those games where. Like, I'm pretty certain, like especially during the first lockdown, you guys were probably like smashing through games at an unprecedented pace. But yeah. it's just one of those games where it's just like, I don't want to move on and play another game until this is out the bloody way. I know I completed Metal Gear Solid, uh, the Twin Snakes in a day. Bloody hell. Well, if it makes you feel better, Brandon, you can do like Bennett Foddy in like 90 seconds. No. <laughs> you having a laugh? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having a I laugh. Think you, you can do it quicker than that. <laughs> Off the top of my head, yeah. If you, if you want to play a, re- a game that's going to really test you, Brandon, get uh, my uh, my name is Mayo, where you have to click on a jar of mayo, and that's it. That's yep. not, just a click again. That, that is that is all the, all it is. You can get <laughs> get it on your PS4. Get all the and you can just by clicking the jar of mayo, you can get all the all the trophies. There's an easy platinum for you. See, what? I think this says a lot about me. I don't know what Blue's Tower Defense is, but I do know what Mayo is. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never heard of it. I only know it because I used to watch these PlayStation videos and they were like, here's a game where you get an easy platinum. And I was like, the fact that you'd know that is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I've seen it as well. Yeah. <sighs> I, I've actually... I kind of going kind of back to last week they have actually put jackass 3 on netflix now so i'm now actually watching jackass 3 so hey. the final film I can finally watch it and then i'm gonna rewatch I can rewatch jackass 3 then i can rewatch the tv shows ready for jackass forever i was gonna say they... is there a place where we can watch the original tv shows nah unless you you torrent them it would just be you can buy them on amazon prime so. I'll say so we need to get a computer STD. <laughs> if you want. I was just about to say, if uh, if you're going to watch the Jackass films, I think they come off on the 14th for like six days from there. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed it as well. Yeah. I, I put on the first Jackass film as well because we were talking about it last time. Yeah. Uh, so funny. Mm. Uh, Brandon, have you noticed that there is a new Bleach chapter out? 
Yes, but I haven't actually read it. And speaking of which, I actually went into Forbidden Planet uh, Friday to pick up the next couple of chapter, uh, volumes of ReZero. And I noticed that there are three Bleach novels in there. And I, was, I picked them up. I was like, hang on a minute, what's going on here? So I opened them up thinking they're more manga, but they're actually the novels. I'm, yeah, I wonder, I don't know what... Have you actually read them? What? The the new Bleach chapter. I've not read it. I've bookmarked it to read. I've skimmed through it, and I I, I see kind of where it's going. Um, I don't know. I'm I know you you massively really like Bleach. I I don't dislike Bleach, but I think I'm kind of it's kind of had its time. And I just I, I just really liked the combat style of it. Like I I like it's just one of those shows where. That com- that particular combat style, which was very unique, and obviously because I watched it when I was first getting into anime, so like I remember I watched Naruto, I watched Bleach, I went to Google and I was just like, "What anime is there like Bleach?" Because I was just so obsessed with this fact that okay, you've got a sword, you can go into Shikai form where you can awaken the sword, and then there's a Bankai form. I thought that was absolutely amazing, so I wanted more anime like that, and you know, it's that's I think that's what mainly drew me in was just that mm. the, the combat style of it yeah on a kind of another anime note they've just released the trailer for the new jojo's part six so i'm hype for that i know i saw that pop up on on the facebook group chat and i was just like i've still not even watched jojo at all well you need to change that i keep saying this but every time an anime season starts i just get drawn into this loop of like Okay, I want to try and watch no more than ten, <laughs> and ten seems like a lot. But Random like even man. right now, I've got, I've got like thirteen on my Crunchyroll list. Oh my god! I've got six on my other tablet. I'm just like fuck's sake. <laughs> right. I'm terrible. Oh I just dear. watch everything or near enough everything. Sometimes I wonder how you have the time. It's. I think it's because I've got this really strange routine which I absolutely love to bits. So I wouldn't change this for the world. That when I wake up in the morning, say for example, I wake up at half five. Brandon's daily routine. I will ha- What's that? Brandon's daily routine. Yeah, this is no okay, yeah. Right. Spoiler alert, this is my daily routine. Life at five thirty, I will wake oh. up. From five thirty till six, I will have a cup of tea and watch an episode of anime. <laughs> okay, so time's up by five, okay, because that's Monday to Friday I do that. Okay, so that's five episodes I can watch there. And then get ready for work, go to work, finish work. I've now on the way to work, I will read. On the way home from work, I will either read or watch two episodes of an anime, which is what I've been doing for the past month. I've been watching two episodes of anime on my way home. So that's three episodes of anime per day I've been watching just in regards to work. At night when I'm in bed, I watch anything from two plus episodes of anime. So we're looking at, what, five episodes of anime per day, per working day, which I get through. So... That's how I'm able to keep it up. And if I do that every day, yeah, that's basically how I've been, I've been doing that for about four years. <laughs> if you, what you could have done was been like, I'm going to have a break from anime for two days and just put, say it's all Castlevania. Or, I did that. I did that. If it's something like that, I'll watch that during the day, not, you know, at my time periods. Yeah. What did or, you just say, Chris? Instead of playing anime, you could just get up. And play getting over it with Penny Body Order. Oh, yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> you you'll, you'll hopefully beat it. 
No, I, I save that for moments on Twitch because I need I need people there to to motivate me. Get over you know, like, motivate, you you mean it. Because I mean, you've seen my sound alerts. I've got like sad music. I've got Keck W. I've got things like. But then obviously, I've also got like the Demon Slayer music, which people can redeem, and that that hypes me up. But obviously, I get so hyped, I end up failing. <laughs> I'll just say, I'd uh, be very, very careful with music because uh, you quite easily get copyright strikes if you. I haven't had any. Uh, I've, I have one. Well, actually, I, I have one with um, when I was streaming the Jedi Fallen Order because of the in game music. It's like, oh, what the fuck can I do about that? It's in the game. I can't mute the game. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, EA got all pissy about that. So I got one for that. So, uh, do, yeah. do, so speaking of Twitch, do the copyright strikes stay with you forever? Or say, for example, can you like delete the vo the offending vod? Uh, I' not a hundred percent sure. I don't have one now. I think they last for so long, but uh, I think it depends if you're a repeat offender because it's it's like a sort of free times you're out. Yeah, yeah. Deal. Uh, same as YouTube, I believe. But, uh, yeah, but just be careful. <laughs> That's all I'll say when it comes to music, mm. especially on sound alerts. Because um, I didn't get one, but I did did have another video muted because of my sound alerts. And I wasn't sure what it was, but then uh, it told me it was... Odd, oddly enough, it's one that's really popular. Like the, you know, the Star Wars cantina music. Again yeah. with Star Wars. Uh, but that's one of the first things on the sound alert thing for you to download. It's like, oh, like a sort of suggestion. It's like on the front page. But uh, yeah, I got flagged for that. <laughs> So I got rid immediately. Mm. I do feel like, like there's got to be some. It's going to be very hard, like fifty years down the line, where like almost every sound effect would have been made. So like, how like what will happen fifty years down the line? Because like you won't be able to play anything because everything's been done. I've seen a few times like uh, people on YouTube have been like copyright claims for like ownership of music. Even though it's the people playing the music, it's theirs. They wrote it. Like, yeah, I've I've okay, seen that like... several times as well. <laughs> it's dumb. Mm. I I really like something needs to be done about it. I mean, there's, I mean, I've got to do a shout out to Harrisella from Stream Beats because he has done a fantastic job making music which is completely copyright free royalty free you don't need to pay for anything like you don't need to mention anything you can just play it mm. like there definitely needs to be more creators out there who make royalty free like sound effects music like, or anything like, like that like clevin mcleod's the other big one yeah just make stuff which creators can use because like there's just going to reach a point where no one can create original stuff because everything would have been done before. Because, mm -hmm. like, yes, it's it's uncanny the amount of like YouTube channels I've been on and I just, like hear the same background music. Yeah, because I mean, look you know, at, I'll see, look at Victoria Beckham. So her nickname is Posh. She tried to sue the Peterborough Football Grounds because they're called Posh. So she's tried to put a trademark over the name Posh. So Peterborough, who's for years and years and years have been called the posh. So like, is there going to reach a point where we can't use certain words because people want to own that word? Oh, remember it's... a few years ago when a uh, king tried to trademark the word candy. Candy crush game. Really? Really. 
No. Happened. Really? That happened? <laughs> Look it up. It's so dumb. Oh, um, oh, was it the Fine Brothers as well tried to uh, trademark the word React? No. Uh, I, I think it's the Fine Brothers. I, I want to say it is. I've never watched the videos, but I'm never going to. <laughs> there has to be a limit on what you could physically claim as a copyright because, I mean, words have been around. I mean, if you're going to be that picky about wanting to claim a word, go to the original person who wrote the word. Like, Go to Shakespeare. Be like, yo, Shakes, can I have your word? I'll give you the license for it. Right. What's the word, Shakes? <laughs> right, you, you, you can't do it, can you? It's gonna yeah. be. It's just gonna be ridiculously unfair on everyone around the world. Unless it's like a, a phrase or a word that you have yourself come up with to describe something. Yeah, I mean, if it's like a very unique phrase, yeah, that's like obviously it has to be unique. It can't be like you can't all of a sudden be like, oh, two birds, one stone. You know what? I'm gonna have that. That's been around for centuries. There's like you can't take that. Oh. Not sure about copyright claiming, but uh, I think we can all agree that we must find the people who started saying lit and fam and put the head on a pike. Yeah, I, w I want to copyright that just to freaking stop people from using it. Yeah, fine people for doing it. Be oh. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I can see the appeal now. That's where Victoria Beckham was going wrong. He's like, no, don't try what, gosh. They make all these shit words. <laughs> no, not. That's, that's no probably their intentions. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Can't believe I said those two words on stream. Well, it's good disinfect your mouth. Yeah, uh, dirty man. I'm gonna wash it out with water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <sighs> it's sad but true. Uh, have we got any game recommendations anymore? Uh, um, I guess the only thing I recommend is if found, but uh, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I've, I've not really played anything extra apart from Dark Chronicles. Like, I've not really done anything else. And Bennett 40. Yeah. Like, If Found only took I me... I want to get over it. <laughs> like, If Found only took me about four hours, four or five hours, so it's not, like, a long game. So, if you get, get it on uh, sale on Steam or Switch, I played it on the Switch. It was really nice to just use the touch screen. So, I, I kind of recommend the Switch. But, just get it on sale. It's cheap. It's easy to play but i i guess it, it depends how i don't know i don't know if the story is for everyone because some i don't know i don't know but i i think if you respect like lgbtq people i think you'll get a really good kick out of it it has some fantastic representation so. no other recommendations guys uh, no, I was going to say, uh, going back to Undertale, Dan, have you played uh, Delta Room? No, uh, I think we did mention this a couple of episodes or back. I don't know, but I've played an hour of Delta Rune and I keep meaning to actually play it. Yeah, because it's only like a couple of hours long. Yeah, it's not long at all. Really finished it. <laughs> I yeah, I, I I've literally played an hour and that's it. I need to actually, I might restart it and try and finish it. I do really want to finish it because i really like undertale so yeah uh yeah i thought they were doing like a part two or like doing it in chapters but i've not seen or heard anything about it uh i um i think i read that it was either coming out 
this year or next year, but I don't know. I've, it's still, I don't think there's, there's nothing confirmed. It'll it'll be out when it's out. I'll be honest. Yeah, I, think, I won't be surprised if COVID's delayed it. Yeah, I'm just. It's kind of went quiet. Like with many, with like every every creative thing, I, I'm just I'm like it will be out when it's out. There's no point going onto the internet and be like, or messaging that person, and be like, where is it? Just it'll be out when it's out. You can't rush it. You saying yeah. to to a random person, make this game, make this film, or whatever it is, make this comic. It doesn't matter what it is. It's not going to make them go any quicker. So there's, nah. you should just be patient and, and just be excited, but don't be like, don't harass the person or company or whatever whatever it is or for whatever they're doing. Exactly. Yeah, if there's one thing a game should never be, it's rushed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Um, I actually did get a question from someone who listens to us. Uh, oh, yeah, they they asked us they asked us a question that they want us to answer. Um, so the question they asked this is from Tom. He's asked, "What is our least favorite gaming genre?" Ooh. Uh... Me personally, I I'm not too much of a fan of sports games. Me personally, so like I really don't like the FIFA games. But I, they don't take my fancy at all. So, yeah, I'd have to say sports games are my least favourites. Yeah, same. <laughs> I don't play sports games. I, I think... think the closest I get is, like, Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, if, if I want to play sports, I do it myself. I don't want to I don't want to imagine people playing football. Like, I don't see the appeal of it. I think we've yeah. all got the same answer. It's all sports games. We None, none of us play sports games. I think the closest... Thing I've played to a sports game is Super Mario Strike is Charged, and I wasn't even that good at it and got rid of it. I think I played Mega Man Soccer once. <laughs> Would you class Sonic Riders as a sports game? I'd say that's Never a racing game. Well, there we go. That's yeah. close as I get to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never understood the mindset in like paying like full price for like these FIFA games, paying sixty quid, and then like a week later in CEX. Like I was yeah, I was literally gonna, gonna say like every yeah. time one like of them comes out, it's like get rid of the fucking you got hundreds of them. We've made a fort out of them. I would say like I think the only sports game which <clears> I probably have oh had any sort of feel for must have been like SmackDown versus Raw on like the PS2 or PS1 or whatever it was. See, re- wrestling's an odd one though because that's pretty much a fighting game as well. Yeah, that's, like, nearly a different genre. Yes, but I don't know where you'd. But definitely, like things like football, hockey, basketball. No, I, no. I don't. Okay, I think actually, I'll, the only like, this is everyone has to agree with me here. The only sports game which I like is Wii Sports. Oh, that is that is fun. That's but the only one, and that's purely for like the bowling. But it's <laughs> but it's more fun with other people, really. Yeah, not really. It's not like it's all right to kill a, a bit of time on your own, but it's more fun when you're playing with other people. It's a novelty, though, really. Yeah, it? yeah. It's like what's the? It's like the most the best selling game on the Wii, and it's like, but it comes with the Wii. No wonder <laughs> it's the best selling game on the Wii. You buy a Wii, and it's like here's Wii Sports. Oh, well there you go. You can't buy a Wii, or at least the uh, early, all the early Wiis. 
you but you get Wii Sports with it. So yeah, you actively have to try harder to get a Wii without Wii Sports. Like, however, like the last all the special Wii's or whatever later down the line, it's like, oh, right, these ones don't have Wii Sports. There you go. Oh, it's like the old um, the old Mega Drive. It's like, oh, Sonic the Hedgehog's like one of the biggest selling games on the system. It's like, yeah, it's built into the console. You can't get it out. It's there. <laughs> yeah. <You stop. laughs> yes, uh, none of us are fans of sports games. There you go. Nah, don't understand them. There, there is one, but I hesitate to call it a sports game. One on the old Amiga called Speedball 2, which is a... Uh, Kind of like American football, except it's like set in the future and you beat up other people. It's it's it is a sports game, I guess, but it's so out there. It's worth a play. About the closest I've got to football, a football game is Blitzball in Final Fantasy X. I was literally thinking the same thing as well. Blitzball is probably the closest thing I've come to sport since I, I the Wii. Way too much time into Blitzball. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oddly enough, that's that's the one thing I always ignore. I've only played for like Final Fantasy X twice, but I wasn't a fan of Blitzball. It, it comes around to it because at the start of this podcast, I was saying about me on Dark Chronicles playing golf, and I didn't like it. There you go. Like it's any time if I, if there's a sports based mini game in the in it, I'm just like, oh, really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right then. Random question. I'll pitch for you guys. Uh, what's your least favorite like game in a game or like mini game <laughs> in like akin to Blitzball? No, that is a Frigging question, indeed. I'm gonna have to yeah. try and think right now. It'd have to be something where you've got to do it, and yeah, compulsory mini games. Uh... So I, I, okay, right. Here's here's a grand one. Is it's the fishing in Twilight Princess on the Wii, not on the GameCube or Wii U on the Wii. Th- it's I was that. About to say, what, what about the fishing in Ocarina of Time? That fucking Hylian Loach. <laughs> Yeah, but but on an Ocarina of Time, you don't need to do, you don't have, you can ignore all the fishing. The thing is with yeah, with Twilight Princess, is because of the Wii remote and how it plays, you have to catch two fish right at the beginning of the game, and it's really difficult. I've always found it really difficult, and it was the I've made a, another save on Twilight Princess. Where you've caught both fish and I saved there so I can skip it because it's so annoying. I know on the I Wii U version they they make it easier, but I've literally made it a a save so I don't have to do the fishing in the first part of the game. I was about to say, um, has there ever been a game that's done a fishing mini game that's actually good? So um, really phoned in. <laughs> like, yeah, on like three houses, there's fishing. It's all right. It's kind of weird because it it's just got like a, a like a meter, and you have to like time it, and it's really easy. It just varies in speed. But obviously, you think, oh, I need to get like a perfect each time, and you do it, and you're like, yeah. But then the more you play, you realize I get different fish by failing. So you'll then start failing and getting okays instead of perfects, and you'll get bads just so you can get different fish, and that's really weird. Mm. I know I didn't like the fishing in Persona Four. The fishing in Dark Chronicles isn't too bad. 
it's annoying because obviously it's a mini game. You have to you have to get a specific size fish. Um, but there's like so on Dark Chronicles, there's like four or five different stats which you get for fishing. You got strength, resilience, uh, flight, luck, and grip. Okay, and so strength is how easy it is for you to pull in bigger fish, which is you know makes sense. Flight is how far you can cast out your rod. Resilience is how easy it is for your line to break. So the higher resilience is, the harder it is for your fishing line to break. Luck obviously increases the luck of you actually managing to get a bigger fish. And then we come to the stat called grip. What do you think this stat does for your fishing in the game? Holding onto your rod, <laughs> which sounds wrong when I say it out loud. Hmm. Now, it is stupid. It's how well does your controller vibrate? Oh, there you go. Like, how much of a useless stat is that? But I mean, yeah. if we're saying that, what's the least best fishing mechanic? I think Animal Crossings does all right for fishing. You can fish in a. You can fish in Call of Duty now. What? Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> like, you, I'm playing like zombies, and my mate's like, "Hey, you know, you can fish now." We're like, "What?" Yeah, you can fish up more points. It's like, why is this a thing? It's when only you say on... fish in your Call of Duty, don't you most mean throwing a grenade into a pond? No, no. Um, oh. It's actual... It's on the zombies mode. Like, there's a new... I say new. It came out, like, uh, like really early this year. But there's a mode called Outbreak. And on Outbreak, you can fish for stuff. And Outbreak's like a massive... It's like five ginormous map maps... Where you switch between the two, the, the two, the five. It was originally three. Now it's like five or six, I think. And you can fish on them. Mm. I was thinking, like, just in general, like any game that's got like a sort of fishing mechanic, I, like everything I can think of, I just actively ignore. It's like no, not not bothered with that. Terraria is pretty good. Terraria is pretty good. Not played it. Because um, all you have to do, you just fish. You wait until. Your line moves, and then you just basically pull it up. Right, there's no, like there's nothing you can do wrong, and you do it to farm like crafting materials. So, you know, it's quite inoffensive. I think the only get the only game with fishing, and I don't mind all that much. It's just in Pokemon. I knew you were gonna say that. Wait for the just wait for the exclamation mark. Tap it, yeah. Oh, it's Magic Up. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't dislike yeah, Magic Up. Hell yeah! If you get one of those on a Nuzlocke, he's like, oh yes, guaranteed. Yeah, it, so like it. Pokemon Challenges bans Gar Gyarados because it's so it's way too OP. Wow, unless you're very unlucky, like I've been a couple of times. <laughs> uh, every time I've like, I'm thinking like every time I've tried one, and I'm doing one live tomorrow with Sword. Like every time I get a, a magic card, because I think yeah, dead easy to get. I can easily get one of those from like the town. So it's like a guarantee, like everyone I can grab with myself a magic card. And then I'll have some really unfortunate luck. Like Zapdos will just wildly appear to <laughs> kill it outright. And you, that's that. Do you know like, what? Fuck. Do you know who, what you're starting with? Um, I don't know. I might leave it down to chat to decide. We did it, it all me, for I'll the Grookey. <laughs> I'll, I'll choose Sovel myself. We did it all for the Grookey. The group. I've, ne <laughs> I've, uh, I've never ever chosen Score Bunny ever. Oh, I, I started with Score Bunny. I hate it. Oh, Score Bunny is fantastic. 
Oh, oh, it's to do with football. No, thank you. No, it's sports related. We've decided we don't like sports. No. Well, you played it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, I was just, I was just about just to say as well. I'm I'm just I'm still trying to think of an answer to Chris's question, but I just can't think of any games which stand out for annoying mini games. Like well, I said, we'll just the fishing we'll, one. We'll in, just do blanket fishing, shall we? <laughs> just the, just the, in general, the fishing in Twilight Princess. The fact it on the Wii, maybe not the GameCube and Wii U. Because I, I don't know, but definitely the Wii version. No, I hate it. I hate it. Fair enough. Uh, I can't really think of much right now. Um, no, no, I feel like there was probably something in like Final Fantasy, but oh, the Chocobo in Final Fantasy X. Oh no, I hate that. I can never do it. But you got to dodge everything and get like a zero-zero score. No, I hate that. I, uh, I never, that. I never bothered with the chocobos in Final Fantasy VII, which, considering how many times, oh I've my been gosh, game, I've never done the chocobo. Every time I pick it up and go, right, this, this time I'm going to do the chocobo bit. No. I get to that point, it's like I can't be fucking this. I, I just <laughs> used a guide when I played Seven last year. I was like, I don't, I have literally no interest in the chocobo stuff. I'm just going to yeah, do it you, so I can get all the items I need. So I just used the guide to get a golden chocobo. Yeah. It's the best way to do it. Yeah, it's I was... like, there's a lot of ra random factors to catch you on in the first yeah. place, and then it's got to have the right stats, and you got to do the racing. It's like, oh, I man. was, I was right. like, I'm not interested in trying to sort this myself. I just want to get a guide and go from there, and I did it. And now I I've got some really, Yeah, I know some people really enjoy it, but I've never found any enjoyment nah. in that. Nah. It's a one thing in Final Fantasy VII I don't like. Nah. Well, I guess that's it. Another episode yeah, in the I'm bag. Much, yeah, I think I'm pretty much up to date on everything I've been up to. Another yeah, episode in the bag. Wanna... Episode 7. Oh, what are we going to call this one? Oh, I've, I've already <laughs> got a name. I've already oh, yeah. got a name. Do you tell. Oh. <laughs> Everyone we, like, <laughs> got, got already see it, see it the uh, name anyway by the time they listen to it but I'm gonna I've called the episode Castlevania Symphony of Netflix. Okay, okay. <laughs> like fair enough. Anyway Are you are you trying to fit are you fishing for compliments though? Nah not really. <laughs> I can't do like I know I, I try to be edgy when I think of like cool names for when I'm doing my writing, but for the podcast, I'm just like, whatever. Try to think of something that works for whatever we're talking about. Oh, speaking of writing, uh, it popped up on my memories. It's been yes. three years since I got your uh, book. Yeah, yeah. I, that came up on my memories as well. You were like, hi, I have Dan's book. <laughs> Still buy it. Quit, plug it. Nah, not really. Dan has book available, everyone. <laughs> it's not very good. It's it's like you read it and be like, yeah, he can. He's got the talent to kind of write, but this is really, this is such a novice book that, yeah. But then, what I've written past year, it's like, oh, this is this is t good. This is tasty. So I need to proofread that. Again again and edit it a bit more and I want to try and get it properly pu published 
it's a it's a really interesting story. It's far shorter than what of what you bought. Oh, that tome! It is a, <laughs> It is <laughs> literally. <laughs> I think was it six hundred, seven hundred pages, and it's the one ginormous. I, yeah, the one I I finished last year is only like less than two hundred pages. So that says it all. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Goosebumps book I read live the other day uh, was one hundred and eighty pages. It's about the same length as that then. Cool. What? Why did you read? What? What was the? the reason for you reading that on stream it's just something like we're on about in chat like um and then uh, some people thought it might be a good idea so i set it as like a, a channel points goal oh right and people wanted me to do it so i was like okay Fine. it was just like it just uh, came out of nowhere and i was like what people really liked it oh, I'm not... it, was, it was fun to do i'm not saying like doing i'm not saying it didn't work it was just really bizarre i was just scrolling through social media and I was like, what? Is, yep. is he? Yes. He, he is? Yep. Oh my. Yeah, and I've got like a low board goosebumps book to me. I'm not going to do it again at some point. There you go. Yeah, <sighs> yeah people were saying, oh, this one's my favourite, this one's my favourite. It's like, fine, I'll buy the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, it was fun to do. And it's on YouTube, so you can watch it anytime. Have a bedtime story with Spanky. There you go. <laughs> I guess with that we'll uh, we'll end. Yep. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> the you, thought of that is just when you just want to stop. <laughs> you you're tired and you need need something to help you go to sleep. Chris's voice <laughs> is always there to read you that nice bedtime story. Goosebumps. Sweet. So sweet. <laughs> sleep sweetly, my child, as he will read you that story. With his caressing yeah. voice and those harsh, harsh goosebumps prick at you all over your body. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. And yeah. creepy ASMR. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. Yeah, oh. unfortunately, it has the opposite effect. Uh, if you put it on, you'll just never sleep again. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great cure for not having insomnia. <laughs> uh, just before we say, I just want to say. Uh, Thank you to everyone who's listened recently. We've had a whole load more new listens. It's been really nice. Just want to say thank you. It it means a lot to all three of us. Absolutely, so, it does. Absolute, absolute legends, all of you. Yeah, like over fifty plays on episode one now. I, it's fantastic. Amazing. And also, likewise, if you've got any questions, just like what we just answered in this podcast, make sure to. Leave a comment on any of the Facebook posts, and we can address it in one of the one of the podcasts. Mm. Yeah, best thing to do. Yeah. Cool. I guess we'll uh, see you next time when we can uh, obtain a victory. Bye bye. <laughs> Tatty buys. See you guys. Be safe. Goodbye. <laughs>